The Commercial Real Estate Show is an informative radio program for thought-provoking enlightenment. The show, nor the station, host, or guest through this show audio are providing legal, accounting, or other fiduciary advice. For representation to suit your specific requirements, engage an experienced professional familiar with your company, property sector, and market area. For recommendations to professional providers to suit your endeavors, you're invited to contact the host at commercialrealestateshow.com. Enjoy. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And that's whatever type of your company you're working with. And laugh, I believe we have to have some fun along the way, right? Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Thanks for being with us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or about any commercial real estate related endeavors, we do enjoy hearing from you. You're invited to connect with us, follow, like, tweet, circle, email, or call us. All our contact information and social media connections are available at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Today our show is called The Fed's View on Commercial Real Estate. We have the opportunity to talk with Brian Bailey the Senior Financial Policy Analyst in the Supervision and Regulation Division of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. Brian has had an impressive career in the industry, including time with Ernst & Young, Flagler Development, and Tavistock Group. Brian has earned the CCIM designation and an MBA with concentrations in real estate and finance from the University of Florida. Brian Bailey, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Michael, thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Uh, welcome the opportunity to present your in, uh, some information to your audience today. Thank well, you. Well, great. Well, we appreciate it. And uh, the first thing I'd like to start with is, you know, what is the mission of the Fed related to commercial real estate, and, and what is your role there? Absolutely. The Fed has three primary functions, monetary policy, which includes the dual mandate of full employment and price stability or inflation control. Second, safety and soundness. The Fed is one of the primary bank regulators, so we're heavily engaged in the safety and soundness of the financial system, as, as well as making sure that laws um, are complied with. Mm -hmm. And then the third is we have a, a large uh, payment system which is involved in the check and electronic payments as well as a significant cash processing operation. Okay and how are they lucky to have someone involved in commercial real estate with your background and what is, what is your role there? My role is as senior financial policy analyst mm -hmm. in commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. I follow commercial real estate for the Fed and that has primarily two elements. One is providing our bank examiners with a sounding board for commercial real estate valuation and commercial real estate questions as they're in the banks looking at uh, institutions as far as safety and soundness and whether they've complied with the laws and regulations. Secondly, I provide thought leadership throughout the system on commercial real estate issues. Okay, so you're tracking commercial real estate in a very big way for the Fed. Absolutely. Okay. And well, just how much and, and how does the Fed monitor commercial real estate? What, what, what tools do you use and, and what do you do every day to, to track it? Well, they're two primary, the Fed rigorously monitors commercial real estate for two primary reasons. First, the banks currently have about $1.4 trillion worth of CRE loans outstanding on their books today. Um, 
as the slide shows, and we've put some slides up uh, with Michael's permission on his website, um, it shows that the balances in multifamily and the other CRE portion, which represents leased properties, have hit all-time highs in the last six years. So certainly we need to rigorously continue to monitor those, those situations. Secondly, commercial real estate is a huge, important piece of our, our national economy. I, it's more important than people think, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I've seen a couple of studies from, from NAOP, which is the Commercial Real Estate Development Association, that said in 2010, um, uh, roughly $230 billion was spent on development and tenant improvement projects. And in 2011, that number was closer to $260 billion. And that was a down year. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So it has a huge impact on, yeah. on the economy. Yeah. And, you know, and banks are a big part of commercial real estate. If, if banks are lending, commercial real estate can move forward. Uh, the tenants can get loans. So how are banks faring now, and, and have they turned the corner? Generally speaking, as a whole, we've seen financial conditions improve in the banking sector. As evidence, I would reference the slackening rate in the number of institutions that's declined. We're seeing improvements in the economy. The commercial real estate and residential real estate sectors are seeing the number of delinquent mortgages drop. So certainly some positive news as far as the financial health of the institutions. However, there are still some institutions that you know, remain challenged. Yeah. And they're, they've become quite profitable again, though, right? Banks are, are doing well. Their second quarter numbers were, were strong. And overall, the banking uh, industry is, is doing a lot better, isn't it? Certainly, there were some good results in mm -hmm. this last quarter. Mm -hmm. But as far as profitability is concerned, mm -hmm. I mean, that is highly dictated by the bank's mis business model, their, their knowledge base, as far as their products are concerned, mm -hmm. as well as their appetite for risk. So I can't really speak about you know, profitability. Mm -hmm. I can say that the Federal Reserve is heavily engaged in the safety and soundness and regulation of those institutions. Okay. And how does the Fed do that? How do they help banks remain profitable and safe for, for everyone? Well, we've got a number of internal and external data sources mm -hmm. that, that we tap. Additionally, we're very close to the primary drivers of commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. For instance, unemployment, banking and finance trends, retail sales, um, rail traffic, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. So certainly we're heavily engaged in monitoring those, but we have to take it a step further. We've got to engage the marketplace and talk to knowledgeable market participants about what they're seeing day in and day out. So we kind of have, you know, a convergence of what the marketplace is seeing as well as what the data is telling us. And then we take that and rigorously analyze it to make sure that the trends that we're seeing are correct. Well, that's smart because if you just look at the past, sometimes you don't know what's coming in the future, right? Absolutely. And, and it's those industry participants like listeners to this show that uh, can kind of give you an idea of what's coming down the pike. Well, um, how will lenders look at commercial real estate moving forward, Brian? Great question. Mm -hmm. And and really, you know, I, I sit in a bank regulator's position, so I can't speak to, you know, how lenders view mm -hmm. real estate at this time. 
but they, they've got to have certain levels of, of commercial real estate loans that are below certain levels. And I know some banks seem to be aggressively out there looking for loans and, and some uh, maybe not so much too. So they, they've got, they're regulated by how much commercial real estate loans they can have, right? Well, we certainly have some guidelines mm-hmm. that we've prescribed to them mm-hmm. that certainly influence our regulation processes. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, a lot of that, is, as we talked about, is driven by their business model their knowledge, their product knowledge, locational knowledge of the of the of the loan itself, mm-hmm. as as well as their appetite for risk. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting. Uh, more lenders have learned through this downturn. I think that uh, if you're lending in your backyard, maybe a little know a little bit more about it. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> and you know the properties and the borrows, and, and maybe that's a, a little safer. Well, what other uh, advice would you give to banks related to commercial real estate right now? I'm I'm interested in your view there because in my view. This is one of the safest times that banks can do commercial real estate loans in my 30-year career right. because you know we're at the beginning of a recovery and uh, you know everyone seems to be a little acting a little safer with their money. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for banks? Absolutely, there's certainly some lessons yeah. we're, we've learned, yeah. but you know I believe that we're in the midst of a very unique part of the business cycle. Mm-hmm. For instance, we have interest rates that are relatively low, which have driven down cap rates, hence property values have increased. Secondly, interest rates are low, which has lessened the debt service requirements. And third, we're in an improving economic recovery. And typically, you don't have those three factors converge for a very long period of time. Yeah. So, So certainly, I think that we've got to be you know the marketplace has got you know has to be mindful of the convergence of of those three you know commercial real estate is a capital intensive business at points the banks have done a very good job at at meeting this need and and turning a profit you know in my opinion in the future banks will have to make you know have to have active management um, well-disciplined, rigorous capital and good underwriting standards, as well as locational knowledge, to make sure that they can meet the future needs yeah. correctly. Well, those are good tips. Uh, I think they've they've got to be a little more careful than they than they had in the past. But again, I think it's a, such a great time uh, in the economy and uh, in, in the recovery to be doing loans. Well, stay tuned for more of the Fed's view on commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related topics, check out our on-demand show podcast. Some available topics include social media for business, loan workout strategies, zoning for dollars, and I like this one, oops, should have covered that in the lease, and lease versus purchase analysis at this point in the cycle. Basically, if I think it's interesting, we've covered it. Well, you can access the shows anytime on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Just visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Today, our show is called The Fed's View on Commercial Real Estate. We're talking with Brian Bailey, Senior Financial Policy Analyst with the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. And, and Brian, I'd like to ask your view on CMBS uh, at this point in the cycle. How, how is, is that CMBS going right now? Absolutely. 
the CMBS market has improved significantly mm-hmm. over where it was in the downturn. I mean, we're seeing improved issuance volumes. Mm-hmm. We're seeing less delinquencies. So certainly some positive number, you know, positive improvements there. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, last year the issuance volume was roughly forty-five billion. I think through August the volume is is close to fifty-five billion. So we've already surpassed the numbers last year. Um, secondly, uh, on average, we're seeing less. Uh, CMBS loans become delinquent. So roughly right now, on average, there are about 160 loans a month uh, that are that are becoming delinquent, which refer- roughly represents 2.1 billion, compared to last year where there were over 220 loans a month becoming delinquent, and and the numbers were rep- that represented about 3.3 billion per month. So certainly we're seeing some improvements in delinquencies. We're seeing participants come back to the marketplace. So more participants certainly, you know, it, it, you know, is is good for the marketplace. However, as you're well aware of, there are those vintages that were done in 2005, six, and seven. The loans that were done when property values were at a a, a different different place in the stratosphere. And so, as ten years as the ten year clock rapidly approaches on some of those vintages it certainly presents a possible headwind in the marketplace that we need to remain aware of. Additionally, um, a number of those loans used some form of interest-only structure. And so there's not been a significant amount of amortization in a a number of them. As reference, about 80% of the 2007 loans, of the the loans made in 2007, used an interest-only structure. So we still may have a little distress coming down the pike. A headwind. <laughs> a headwind. I like that. Okay. Well, what advice can you share with listeners, Brian, who may be out looking for a loan for their commercial real estate right now? Absolutely. I think conditions have improved, mm-hmm. and that certainly is is good news. Mm-hmm. As as evidence, I would I would uh, reference the uh, slide that we put up about the balances that are growing at banks right now in commercial real estate, particularly multifamily and in the other CRE category, which represents lease space. Mm-hmm. So good news there. The other thing I'd reference is um, a, a, a loan officer survey done by the Federal Reserve. Uh, and we've seen underwriters respond to that, loan officers respond to that, and tell us that they are loosening underwriting standards. So certainly some good news there. However, it's, it's not all a rosy picture. I mean, the riskiest loans, the construction and development, the C&D loans, still remain, uh, you know, uh, an issue. We are seeing some banks that are beginning to uh, stick their toe back in the water and re-engage on some of those fronts, but certainly, you know, they're very interested in taking measured risk. Okay. And, you know, the, the real estate market is obviously affected by the job market. And, uh, you know, what do you expect for job growth and, and how might employment growth uh, affect commercial real estate either way? Absolutely. Big impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from 2008 through 2010, the economy shed roughly 9 million jobs. To date, we've, we've created about 7 million, give or take. So we're roughly 2 million jobs short. I'm glad I'm still working here at this show. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, if you you use a loose number of 150,000 jobs created a month, we should be back to peak 2007 employment numbers sometime around the end of the year. So certainly the economy has, you know, been moving forward since 2010. So some some good news there. 
Um, you know, I don't have a crystal ball as far as my expectations on. We have on, one back here. We can. I'll let, uh, we'll oh, let you look. At I it. need to borrow it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, I think that some of the job growth has been muted to date because of the uncertainty surrounding the downturn, as as well as some of the new regulations that have come out. Because certainly, it's taken you know uh, some resources on the part of business owners. To get their to get their hands around what those new regulations and what the uncertainty and the costs associated with some of that looks like, and so certainly that's muted in some instances some of the employment growth. But my expectation is, is that you know as as it becomes more of a known item, that we will continue to see you know barring any kind of unforeseen event, we'll see job growth continue to to move forward. Yeah. And there's some markets, too, that are seeing more job growth, right? I mean, this, this recovery is, is really segmented toward, toward different uh, uh, areas of the country. And, uh, you know, what do you see there? Absolutely. And we've, we, and we've posted some slides mm-hmm. to, to give the viewers some, some good firsthand knowledge of what we're seeing mm-hmm. in the contiguous 48 states. Mm-hmm. But if you look at job growth, I mean, take, for instance, North Dakota right now. We're seeing the eastern half, which has seen you know a, a significant job growth decline, but the western half of the state has seen uh, you know some of the highest job growth rates in the company, the country, pardon me, because of the new oil, the new technology surrounding oil, the oil shale there, etc. So certainly, you know, a little bit of a dichotomy. We're seeing you know, a mixed bag, I guess per se. Uh, some areas are doing well. One of those, some of those areas I'd, I'd reference are some of the hardest hit areas in commercial real estate. If you look at California, if you look at Florida, Georgia, even even Las Vegas. I mean, those areas were hit very hard in commercial and residential, and we now see job growth in almost all of them. It, again, so I think I think it's really telling the story that the economy is moving forward. It's progressing on a positive track, but again, as we've heard at many levels, you know, it's not hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, and I've I've uh, lost uh, money in Vegas too, <laughs> but I've also come back. I, I think I'm ahead out there. I only go there to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect for GDP and imports and and exports? There's been some talk of manufacturing coming back to to the U.S. Uh, what do you expect there, and how how might that affect commercial real estate? You bet. Great question. Mm-hmm. You know, and and certainly great news mm-hmm. from when we had Thursday, where GDP mm-hmm. came in at two and a half percent. I think the market viewed it very positively. Um, so, so again, you know, we're we're moving on the right track. We're mm-hmm. we're improving. Imports and exports a little bit of a mixed bag. You know, mm-hmm. several of our of our our export partners, our largest export partners, are are in the midst of recession. I'll reference you know Europe, our European uh, folks. Uh, so certainly, kind of a, a mixed bag there. Um, I- as far as you know, expectations per se. You know the Atlanta Fed, as well as the Federal Reserve uh, Board of Governors, you know, post their expectations on the website. Again, my personal view is that we'll continue to see GDP grow over time, uh, barring any kind of unforeseen uh, event. Okay, well that's good news. Well, we're going to post these slides uh, on the website. So if you're not driving and <laughs> you want to see these, uh, go to commercialrealestateshow.com and and look for shows on demand and check the the Fed's view on commercial real estate. And then also if you're watching the video, well you're already seeing them. Well, stay tuned for more of the Fed's view on commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. 
Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404-832-8262. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. You may listen, be listening to the show today anywhere from Orlando to Hawaii. The show's been broadcast around the world for close to three years on iTunes and multiple websites, and is aired on 12 stations across the country. We'd like to welcome our listeners in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Today, our show is called The Fed's View on Commercial Real Estate. We're talking with Brian Bailey, Senior Financial Policy Analyst with the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. And, and Brian, this recovery has, has been a, a little long, a, a little slow. How does this recovery compare to past recoveries, uh, and, and how might that affect real estate? Absolutely. Great question, Michael. Mm-hmm. We, we went and looked at the last two recoveries. Mm-hmm. So coming out of the recession in 2002 that ended in 2003 and looked at job growth over the 39-month period there and then contrasted that with the last downturn and beginning in 2010, how job growth looked for that 39-month period. And we classified the jobs into, into 13 different categories, but three of them stood out as significant, you know, night and day from the two recoveries. You know, first is manufacturing. And you talked about a manufacturing recovery. This really proves it. So in 2003, beginning in that recovery, we actually lost an additional 339,000 jobs, lost. Mm -hmm. In this recovery, we've actually gained 510,000 new jobs. So certainly, you know, seeing some positive, you know, aspects from manufacturing. But construction, which is near and dear to commercial real estate and residential, you know, is a different story. So last time in 2003, we created almost a million construction jobs in the 39-month recovery period. This time, we've created only 250,000. And most of those jobs have been created in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. My guess is a lot of them are to do with the multifamily construction. So certainly, you know, very interesting to kind of see the differences in the recovery. And then the final category is government. Mm -hmm. So federal, state, municipal. Last time, there were 600,000 jobs, give or take, that were created in 2003 and and the 39 months prior. This time, we've continued to shed jobs in those areas, and we've shed almost 660,000 jobs. Got this slide, given the slide to Michael, so he'll probably put it up on the website uh, if it piques your curiosity. Yeah, yeah, we'll have it there for sure. And uh, so that's uh, manufacturing, so that's good news for the industrial market, which uh, has been showing some signs of uh, improvement. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brian, how do you see retail sales and, and retail, retail real estate faring in the next few years? And, uh, you know, we have online sales uh, that are affecting it. You know, we have consumer confidence issues. And, and where, where is consumer confidence? What do you see for retail real estate moving forward? Right. Well, certainly we've seen some good signs in consumer confidence in the last few months. Both the Consumer Confidence Board as well as the, the index done by the University of Michigan have, have shown all-time highs 
guys since 2008. And my wife and daughter have shown real confidence as well. <laughs> <laughs> so have mine. So have mine. So, so certainly we're seeing some positive dynamics yeah. there. And, and, you know, as you know, retail sales are, are very kind of niche specific. It's a very broad category. There's certain luxury categories that, you know, have barely even felt the downturn. So, but certainly, you know, their, their, you know, retail sales is huge to the overall economy. Um, and, and, and we have to continue to watch it. I think as far as online sales are concerned, we're seeing, you know, it continues to grow. It certainly is presenting some challenges to traditional retailers. As evidence, I would say that you've seen, you know, a number of the big box, big box retailers that have, sh- that have shrunk their footprints mm-hmm. over time. So, so we certainly see it. So, um, you know, potential there. But let's speak about the consumer real quick and just talk about kind of what drives, what's driving them right now. I mean, you know, they come out of the downturn. There's still a significant number of, of folks that are, their skill sets are mismatched with what employers are looking for. Um, you know, interest rates, uh, you know, have moved uh, in the upward direction in the last 120 days. So certainly if you're looking to buy a home or have, you know, in the process, you know, that cost is going up. But certainly there are other costs that, over other changes and costs that could present headwinds over time. And certainly it bears watching because you're not seeing income grow significantly from the consumer's perspective. And that's one of the slides that we've, that we've uh, put in the website is, you know, it shows um, income growth by county. And so you see a, a kind of mixed bag of, of counties that have positive as well as negative income growth over the last year. But interesting, you know, to kind of give you a mental picture, you know, there's a swath down the middle of the U.S. that runs from Texas to North Dakota, and a significant number of counties are growing, income is growing for folks in those counties. But as you move toward the coast, it becomes more of a mixed bag. And the overall average for the U.S. is down one-tenth of one percent. Wow. Okay. Well, stay tuned for more on the Fed's view on commercial real estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit commercialrealestateshow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some great shows coming up for you, including a show next week on tax credits and the following week, a show on office tenant strategies. Be sure to catch shows of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today our show is called The Fed's View on Commercial Real Estate. We have Brian Bailey, Senior Financial Policy Analyst with the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta here in Studio One. And, uh, Brian, I'd like to ask you about the overall economy and what do you expect moving forward there, and how do you expect the economy moving forward to affect commercial real estate? Absolutely. Great question. I think that we'll continue to see strengthening in the economy mm-hmm. over the next few years. However, hey. however, you know, the Federal Reserve and the, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta certainly post our expectations mm-hmm. on our website of, of what those numbers will actually look like. 
As far as commercial real estate, I mean, we are beginning to see some vibrancy. Uh, some real trends are developing um, from, a, from a national perspective. I mean, we've seen all the vacancy rates move down over the last few quarters. Even retail, which was considered kind of the languishing sector over time, is beginning to show some, some real movement. So certainly some, some very positive de developments in commercial real estate. You know, we're, we're factoring those with changing use preferences in space. So, for instance, you talked about online sales. You know, and we're seeing you know a, a move away from the traditional bricks and mortar retailer, small move, but we're seeing you know um, a corresponding increase in the use of industrial space and need for industrial space. So certainly some good good movements there. Um, you know, take office space. I mean, we've seen a number of uh, tenants that are you know downsizing or right sizing their the space, the amount of space that they're using. At the same point, they're putting more folks into uh, that space, and so your square footage per employee, you know, is 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 certainly uh, you're getting more efficiency out of that. But that certainly also brings up different questions from a landlord's perspective. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Well, Brian, what do you expect to see um, for interest rates moving forward? I mean, interest rates, everyone expects them to rise, and uh, you know, and, and how might that affect commercial real estate? Absolutely. And a question on a lot of people's minds. Yeah. However, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> like, uh, I told you I've got one right here. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there are many, many inputs that, that go into interest rate policy. Um, you know, and I'd reference a speech given by the president of the Atlanta Federal Reserve, Dennis Lockhart, in August. Um, you know, basically, President Lockhart said that, you know, keeping short-term interest rates near zero for a considerable amount of time after asset purchases end will help maintain a high degree of monetary policy accommodation. Very low interest rates will continue for a while. The FOMC's guidance, Federal Open Market Committee, which decides interest rates, their guidance on policy rate is that it'll stay near zero for at least as long as the unemployment rate stays above six and a half percent. Six and a half percent, pardon me. So generally speaking, commercial real estate benefits from low interest rate and from a low interest rate environment, and the Fed has kind of communicated our expectations on short-term rates for 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 the foreseeable future. Yeah, I certainly agree. I mean, low interest rates have really saved a, a lot of our clients uh, with their properties, and you know, and also the lack of new construction. Uh, you know, there's been very little new construction, and and that's helped commercial real estate a lot. That that's for sure. Well, Brian, how is quantitative easing affecting the economy, and, and how might it affect commercial real estate moving forward? Right. From my perspective, the large-scale asset purchases, or as the public knows this policy, as quantitative easing, or QE, you know, these purchases have been intended to put downward pressure on long-term interest rates and, and raise the prices of finan financial and other assets, you know, and one of those being commercial real estate. You know, QE has impacted the marketplace, um, you know, by, by lowering cap rates, which has increased values. So certainly, you know, some very good news for commercial real estate. As a byproduct of lower debt and higher values, you know, the CRE marketplace needs to take notice now that we've interjected and, and brought up, introduced the subject of tapering. Certainly, you know, it will bring about changing market conditions as this policy, you know, has changes on the overall economy. Right. That, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, those changes are good. I mean, the economy's improving, commercial real estate's improving. So, uh, you know, tapering seems to make sense. Uh, 
Um, so. Absolutely. And, and I mean, one of the things that I'd bring up in, in one of our slides mm-hmm. is cap rates. Mm-hmm. And so certainly, you know, quantitative easing has pushed down, you know, the risk-free rate, which is the rate in the 10-year, which, which a lot of real estate investors use as the risk-free rate mm-hmm. component of cap rates. And, and so certainly, you know, as that begins to move up, then the probability of cap rates moves up as it rises, grows. And I think, you know, my personal opinion is, is that we'll see that dynamic more in assets than aren't in quite as high demand. Um, you know, there's still a significant amount of capital that's chasing, uh, you know, core deals or suburban, you know, high quality deals mm-hmm. and multifamily assets. Yeah, and now a little bit more into the secondary markets. You're right. Correct. Well, stay tuned for more of the Fed's View on Commercial Real Estate. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today, our show is called The Fed's View on Commercial Real Estate. We're talking with Brian Bailey, Senior Financial Policy Analyst with the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. And uh, Brian, I'd like to get your opinion on on Obamacare and how might Obamacare affect jobs and commercial real estate moving forward. Absolutely. And, and a great topic. It's one on the minds of a lot of business owners as I've gone out and, and met with them and discussed commercial real estate and how that looks in, how, how it affects their business plans. So, so really a lot of anecdotal evidence. Um, but these business owners have, have predominantly had the opinion that the president's health care initiative has added additional uncertainty to a marketplace where there's already been some uncertainty. So, and, and, you know, they've talked about, you know, the amount of resources that they need to use and have used in order to understand, uh, you know, what the ramifications are um, under, under that legislation. And so, and so, you know, they've been concerned about it. And I think in a lot of ways, they've told me that it has delayed hiring decisions because they couldn't fully understand quickly, um, you know, their obligations and costs under under that. So, and, and as you know, if enough owners feel that way, certainly it'll slow hiring decisions, which could impact, you know, the fundamentals of, of demand in commercial real estate. However, offset, of, offset from that is we're seeing improving fundamentals in the, in the commercial real estate markets. Demand is up in retail, office, multifamily, and industrial. So, you know, there are some positives there. But again, uh, you know, as I like to say, a little a little bit of a potential headwind. Yeah, <laughs> potential headwind. A little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. If, if, if people who run companies are making hiring decisions feel a little uncomfortable, uh, typically they won't grow and they won't hire. So, uh, well, let's talk about the Fed But as we finish the show here. What might surprise people about the Fed? Absolutely. Well, first of all, the Fed is not funded by the federal government. Certainly something that I, I wasn't fully aware of. Mm-hmm. And we charge for the services uh, that we provide to the financial institutions. We also get income from the investments that we've made on the balance sheet. And so last year, we made uh, a profit 
of roughly $89 billion that was turned over to the U.S. Treasury. So certainly, you know, we provide services and make a profit and it gets turned over to the, to the Treasury. Um, secondly, you know, being involved in the bank regulation process, I was not aware of the skills and the amount of intense work that are, is required to examine a bank. Uh, so very fascinating there. And, and additionally, since we've had a number, we've come through a time where uh, the banks, you know, a lot of banks have had, you know, challenges, um, you know, and they've had to, they felt the need to use the appeals process. Um, and, you know, I learned a lot about the appeals process and how it, it's geared to ensure fair and unbiased treatment. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are interesting points, and uh, I like that profit. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and we're short on the end of the show here, but uh, you guys are tracking uh, real estate. I think a lot more than, than people have realized. Possibly, what do you think about possible overbuilding in the multifamily area? You know, it's 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 a dynamic that could happen to any commercial real estate segment. Mm-hmm. Multifamily has benefited significantly in that you know really the fundamentals were softening even prior to the downturn so in 2006 and 2007 multifamily fundamentals were softening and so it it makes sense that it would be the first segment out of the downturn it's also been positively impacted by the low amount of construction coming in 2009 and 2010 as well as foreclosures and and the lack of financing has all contributed um, as well as the uh, number of jobs that were predominantly geared toward the 20 to 34 year old crowd. Brian Bailey, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you have a question for you as a listener, can you join us next week? We'll be talking about tax credits. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by your friends at Bull Realty, France Media, Atlanta Office Liquidators, and Wiseman, Noack, Curry, and Wilco. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts, videos, or blogs, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.